Hey guys, it is my leak. Today is Thursday, May 12th, 2016, and I am back with the second installation of our five podcast series. For those of you who are just getting to this party, um, I am doing a five podcast business series brought to you by FreshBooks. Today's podcast is about rejection and dealing with it. Um, for those of you that don't know what FreshBooks is, FreshBooks is a really easy to use cloud accounting software that helps us entrepreneurs deal with all the paperwork we don't have any time to deal with. Um, for those of you that have to work on your business, you have to do your business and then work on your business. I always pick one day to sort of do what I call the business of your business. And that is when you go through your finances, you go through your invoices and you make sure everything is on the up and up. Monday is my favorite day to do that. Um, what I love, I use, I used fresh books when I first started out as an entrepreneur. And what I love is how easy it is and how simple everything can be. If you need to get an invoice made, you can make it in just a few seconds. You can have your logo on it. Um, FreshBooks help you make sure that you get paid on time. They keep track of receipts. Um, and more than anything, you just want to stay organized for that good old tax season. Uh, also, there's another feature that they have that I absolutely love is project deposit. So before you kick off a project, FreshBooks has a feature that lets you ask for a payment upfront. Everybody knows we love those upfront payments. Um, I want to know I've gotten some tweets about people trying fresh books please tweet me let me know what you think about it because I loved it if you want to use my free 30-day trial without a credit card all you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash my taught you um, and in the how did you hear about a section let them know that you heard about it from my podcast my taught you so once again that's freshbooks.com slash my taught you now let's get into rejection um I know that rejection is difficult for most of us. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, how successful you've become. Rejection is difficult to deal with at times. Um, but you have to know that it is inevitable and it's going to absolutely be inevitable in your career um, as you try entrepreneurship um, throughout entrepreneurship, you are going to deal with rejection. So I have five points do I have five I have seven I have a couple of extras this time about rejection and so first point that I made is that you have to know that what you're doing and what you're selling is not for everybody I think that a lot of us get um we start our business and we immediately think that everyone should be as excited as we are about what we are selling you know be it a service or a product and you have to understand that that's not that's not what it is. It's not your job to convince people that what you have is for them, okay? It's not your job to convince them. Your job is to find people that are looking for what you have. You know, your job is to find the people that are already sort of like interested and they were looking for what you're selling. And so I think that knowing that changes the way you do business. And so, you know, I think you can also apply that to dating. It's just like, it's not your job to try to convince someone that you are um, the hottest. It's your job to find someone who's looking for someone with your bag of qualities. You know what I mean? And that's the same thing that I feel about business. And you have to know 
you have to know that and also please no begging like I have this written in bold no begging um one thing that I find that a lot of people do on the internet is I will I can easily go on my Instagram and there will be people who will be tagging me saying please you know share this you know I get links to GoFundMe and like that's just not cool like I'm going to say that to you that's not cool um that's not marketing um that's not even selling it's really kind of just being annoying and you have to use your platform to sell your things use your platform to sell your things um tagging people adding people I don't think is cool uh I you know I just think that like let those people find you but you have to become more creative in your strategy and in your marketing. But, you know, sometimes people I see like adding Oprah, hoping that she reads this. And it's just like, do you really think that that's the most effective way? Um, I can think of 15 other ways that you could try to get something to Oprah that's not like tweeting her. And in many ways, it just kind of feels lazy. And so I'm going to say it and I know you probably won't like it. And that's OK, because I'm going to give you a e-hug. I'm going to give you a um a podcast hug because that doesn't this doesn't mean that I don't love you of course I do but I just want you to try to do something the right way and to be effective in your approach that is completely ineffective you know and so it's very spammy people will want to start to block you and you know there is a way that you can confidently sort of sort of share your sort of share your thing and what I have is um try it if you like it and feel free to, feel free feel free to share it. So sorry I got tongue tongue twisted on that. Try it if you like it and if you love it feel free to share it with your friends or something like that. You know what I mean? It's just like it's there is a way that you can, you know, encourage people to be your mouthpiece, but you really one thing that I do like so I don't do any of that sort of like Facebook uh, buying of friends and Instagram friend buying because it doesn't really allow you to properly measure your true engagement. I know that it's really enticing to want to have a lot of followers, but whenever you see people who have hundreds of thousands of followers and like 16 comments or even 100 comments, you know that that's not a true measure of their fan base. And so we all know that you can buy um, engage. You can buy likes, but you can't buy engagement and engagement is what's really important. And if you are not being wise about, you know, the people that you're interacting with and you don't always need a lot, you know, you don't, I've said this before, you don't need a lot of followers. You just need the followers that you have to really be down for you and into you. And so, um, work on building your business tribe, work on getting your your group, your posse, your crew of of whoever, and you just work on them and you just sell to them and they will they will broaden the business circle for you. Then you don't have to start adding and tagging people. When you take care of your people, your people will take care of you. Second thing that I have is once you've been rejected either via email, in person, um, however you got the rejection, ask for feedback. Um, and what you want to start to assess with this feedback is, is this feedback about the person that I'm dealing with, or is it about the company structure? Um, I think that this gives you an opportunity to do one of two things. First, it allows you to assess that person, the personality of that person. So I pitch 
my business in the beginning um oh my god i was i was i was pitching to so many so many companies um with so many different people so in some instances you would deal directly with the owner the owner of companies and brands smaller ones or even the larger ones and then in other instances you're dealing with the marketing director or the pr person and all of those different titles um come with different responsibilities and workloads and temperaments and you know I always like to figure out you know what that person's title is you know it doesn't hurt to do a quick LinkedIn search to sort of see what their pedigree is to understand where they're coming from to see what you're up against and and then you know you can determine is this a company value rejection or is this a personality rejection um I also think that when you ask for feedback, it helps you get a better understanding of the company's goals. You know, everybody's company is looking to do something different each year, each quarter. And you just want to make sure that you are completely up to speed with what it is that they're looking for. I'll tell you a story um, about Shea Moisture, which is one of my... um, I really love Shea Moisture. It's not just one of my favorite favorite brands to use personally. Um, I really enjoy... Um, having a pseudo business friendship in relationship with Rich Dennis. Um, If you've ever, any of you have ever had the chance to sit down with him, he's insanely smart, um, insanely curious. He will ask you tons of questions and it's always just cool um, sitting down with someone who's been at this for uh, so many years, but is still inquisitive as if it's their first day. But anyway, so back, back in the day, um, when I first started, who, who would I want to be working with? Um, Shea Moisture, Obvi. So it was just difficult to penetrate the machine that is this massive company. Um, for those of you that don't know, like they really do numbers. So, um, after about, I would say a year of like trying, I had gotten, there was a girl, Nicole, who was working with them. I had gotten in touch with her and she had gotten me a meeting with someone else, but I could never really like get that curl to uh, really curl over. Like I just couldn't in the beginning years, I just couldn't get anything to happen. And so I finally, finally was able to get on the phone with their sort of like VP of marketing and she had some really great feedback for me. Um, she was rejecting me, but she rejected me with some with some amazing feedback. And I, you know, she was just like, we're not doing it and this is why. And once she sort of explained to me the reason why, um, I was able to work on getting them the sort of information that they would need for me. And so I didn't take it personal. I was appreciative. And I also understood her personality. Um, It's funny. I, I, she emailed me just a couple of weeks ago and just said, it's been such a pleasure working with you all this time. And she just has a much different um, personality and a much different temperament. And she has, um, I don't know, a higher standard of like what she's looking for. Like you just are not going to give her anything. And I appreciate that because that helps me step my game up. And when I'm coming super strong, when I know when it's like, she taught me how to come even stronger, you know, to, to these much bigger brands that are expecting more of me. So I can't even act the hustle at all. 
And it's interesting because I have worked with her on certain projects and then I have worked directly with Rich, who is the owner and his expectations are a little bit different. And so you just have to learn, you know, when somebody tells you no, um, try to get some feedback, positively get some feedback, not that kind of feedback where you kind of got your head tilted and you your eyes are bulging and you just looking crazy like what the kind of feedback like, thank you so much. Um is it possible, you know, do you have a few minutes to talk with me about why you guys aren't interested? Um, to it, It'll just help me. Or, you know, a quick email. Sometimes people don't want to talk to you on the phone. A quick email, ask them for a couple points. You'll find that helpful. Second, not the second thing. The third thing is I want you to start to think big picture while you're being rejected. No, today is not a no in a couple years. Wherever you are today is not where you're going to be in two, three, four, or, you know, five years. And so maybe somebody is saying no to your two-year company, or maybe somebody is saying no to you at three, but they likely won't say no to you at 10. They likely won't say no to you at five. And so um, I wouldn't take it personal. It's just all in how they do it. I will tell you, there is one no that I got that I found to be very disrespectful. Like, because I think that there is saying no, and then I think that there is sort of breaking someone, attempting to break someone's spirit, attempting to shut someone down and sort of like piss on their dreams. You know what I mean? And like, that's not my jam. There's a way that you can say no. And then there's just another way that you can like, you can, you can hurt somebody. And so I have had one um, company that I work with that I felt attempted to break my spirit and that is the space in which I decide you know what I'm not gonna do that again so um when someone or a company rejects you please don't be rude please don't get an attitude if someone does not respond to you or say no um I see all the time where people are like they'll write me to my ask fm those of you who want to ask me questions the ask is ask.fm backslash my elite teal but people will write me all the time and be like you know I contacted this company or I contacted this person x amount of time she never wrote me back like that's not shady she doesn't know you or he doesn't know you and you don't know this person's workload you don't know how many um, people are contacting this person with the same exact question. A lot of times the stuff that you're asking, they've already talked about, you know, if you just Google the person I have, I have done so many interviews on the how, on the why, on the when or the where do some of your own homework and find this out before, um, do some of your own homework and find out, you know, as much as you possibly can before contacting someone or contacting a company. You know, there are times when people will, you'll contact a company and if you just did a little bit of research, you'll find that that's not even what they do or they don't sponsor things like that or there are certain things that they sponsor and you need to find out what those things are. So um, I think you definitely do not want to get an attitude and you definitely don't want to do funky responses. Like just stay away from that. Um, I have a rule that I do. It's a three times and done. So I'll do three. I'm going to try to reach out to you three different times, three calls, three emails, you know, three meetings. So they may be all in one format or I may mix it up. But after I've reached out to you three different times and you don't respond, I'm going to go ahead and move on. Uh, maybe I'll try to circle back in another, I don't know, year or so, but don't, you know, don't try to beat a dead horse. Everybody knows if, if you emailed them, they likely got it. Not sure whether they opened it or not. 
but you don't need to keep doing that. And it just makes you seem like you are desperate and don't have other things going on. You know what I mean? It's like, while you really may want this person's business, you don't need to do, you don't need to do much of anything more than three times. Um, there are plenty of companies that ignored me or told me no years ago. And when they were ready, there are plenty of those companies that I now work with. And when they're ready, I'm just as eager and just as excited to work with them as I was when they told me no. Um, I'm not taking these things personal. Sometimes it's just about timing, you know, and that can apply to relationships as well. They, they may have been now they may need our services when a couple of years ago they didn't or when they had other plans that they wanted to try or they were somewhere else in their business or maybe they didn't have the budget for it you guys have to understand that sometimes budgets get set like years in advance or you know quarters in advance like we are already curlbox as a business is pretty much we were done with our 20 we were done with our 2016 in roughly September, August, September of last year. So think about that. So just imagine how early other companies are on what they're doing. So you need to figure out what people's calendars are. And if you are emailing people trying to get sponsorship for your event in two weeks or two months, girl, come on. All right. Number four, which I think is really, really important for you because I don't think you do this is you have to acknowledge and share your accomplishments that's going to help you in rejection in rejection imagine it like this imagine the guy that dumped you because he said you weren't beautiful or you weren't this and you weren't that and then you post that most popping selfie you know or you he said you were never going to have a fab job and you post that picture in front of the you know on fifth avenue like you have to let your rejectors know that you're still popping without them, that you're still flourishing without their sponsorship, sponsorship, without their check, without their whatever acknowledgement. You let people know that you're still popping. So a 2011 Catalyst study found that the most powerful tactic for women in, advance, in advancing their career was to make achievements known. You know, our achievements don't always speak for themselves. Sometimes you have to speak up. What does that mean? If you got a promotion, let people know you got a promotion. You know, if you are featured in an article, let us know. Whatever you're doing, please let people know and don't get so consumed with being worried about people thinking you're bragging or, you know, you're tooting your own horn. Honey, you have to do that. There is no other way for people to find out. And what it says to those companies that, weren't so sure about you in the beginning is like oh so we didn't work with her but you know this company worked with her or that company worked with her or she got this deal or that deal don't think people aren't watching they're watching and so you need to always let them know what you got going on um number five oh and before I say that is I had a note that says show relevant communities what you've built right so you just want to make sure that you're sharing the right thing in the right space people who care about you and care about what you're doing should know what you're doing um and people who don't don't worry about it number five I have my method of okay you want to write this down so this is my method of how I establish a relationship when there is not one. It's first I have meet, second I have call, third I have email. Meet, call, email. 
I want to share this with you because a lot of people start with email first. And I really just don't think that that is the most effective way to establish a viable um, business relationship. If you can meet the person, do that. If they are speaking somewhere, you need to get on a plane, you need to get there and get back however you can make it work. If you have, you know, if there are people that you really um, need to talk to or that you really want to know, you need to figure out how to find them and not be stalkerish, but just let them know what you're doing. I've done it before and I still do it. Like I got invited last year to um, Lisa Price worked with, she worked with March of Dimes and she got invited she had this table um that you she was selling tickets to her table um to sit with her and have lunch with her while she gave um you know she gave a speech she was getting an award that year and I'm like okay I could have sent emails or, you know, try to ask her, you know, hey, you know, would you, when will you have some time to sit down and like have lunch? Or I could pay the money. I think it was $2,500 to that, that money was going to March of Dime. So it was for a good cause. I was able to write it off to sit at her table and have lunch. So not only did I get to sit at her table, Think about all the other people that she had invited to sponsor this table. There was like the CEO of the Home Shopping Network was there. Um, Monique C of Monique C uh, plus plus size clothing. She was there. There was just all these amazing people that were sitting at this table. And I know to a lot of people, $2,500 may sound like a lot, but I imagined it as me having to like fly to all these different places and meet with all these different people or the amount of money or time I would have spent trying to get to the person who knows the CEO of Home Shopping Network, you know, to be able to sit and have a very um, nice lunch with these people, it was worth it, you know, so you try to meet these people and you're going to have to invest in the meeting. Same thing happened when um, I wanted to have a conversation with Rich Dennis of Shea Moisture. You know what I did? I saw he was speaking somewhere. I was like, I found it buried in some pages on Facebook that he was going to be speaking at this event that was exclusive for, you had to be a licensed hairstylist to be at this event. So I had one of my friends who own a salon sign me up as a salon manager. Honey, you do what you got to do. Sign me up as a salon manager. So I was able to get into the event and you know, I got into the event and I talked to him and he was like, and he was just, he was kind of just like hanging out in the back of the class before he was going to do his speech. And I got there early and I talked to him and I was able to talk to him and tell him what, you know, I felt like I wanted to tell him things that I knew that would have gotten ignored in an email or that people that may have never passed along. And I let him know, I flew here to tell you this. People will respect you when you try to meet with them. Go out of your way to meet people versus just sending an email with your little cute little deck and all your little statistics. Don't nobody care. You need to get in people's faces and you need to let people know how passionate you are about what it is that you're doing. So if and when you can, you need to meet first. Second, call get the person on the phone so that they so you can gauge their interest so you can find out what they're looking for so you know what to send in the email okay so try to get the person on the phone and then email last 
So stop blind emailing for things that are super crucial to you. Try, try, try to call. Try to get that person on the phone. Ask for just 15 minutes of their time. 15 minutes is the sweet spot because you can't really do anything in five minutes. But 15 minutes, everybody has 15 minutes in their day. So try to do that um, when you're trying to establish something from nothing because sometimes you feel rejected by the sheer fact that you can't even get anybody on the phone. Uh, Number six is that no one owes you, okay? Stop contacting successful people, asking them how they did something. You know, I get people who write me all the time and they're just like, I want to know what my podcast microphone, who did your this? And it's like, the truth is that even if I tell you every single thing that I do, that is not going to, that's not going to make you successful. It's your heart and soul that's going to make you successful. And so people are not going to take the time to tell you not because they're trying to shade you, but they, because they know that it doesn't make a difference. You know what I mean? It doesn't make a difference and it's not as good to you and for you when you don't figure it out on your own. So first of all, figure it out. Um, and you have to, no one owes you. You have to earn things with your social and reputational capital. So people are going people are measuring you based on your following based on what you have going on and so instead of instead I would not spend time focusing on the outside I would be focusing on the inside focus on getting your you have a better chance at getting the non-CEO the non-marketing director um on board to deal with you meaning like as your follower then you have uh you have a better chance of just getting followers you know getting the everyday person to buy into what you're doing and that's going to help you gain the attention of these big people that you're trying to reach today so don't focus on them today focus on and I don't even like to call them smaller followings because they're not you know I had a friend sidebar um I was out over the weekend and I met a young lady who hey girl if you're listening because she said she listened to my podcast I met her at Pond City Market and she was just like freaking out she wanted to take a picture together and this happened like uh, over the course of the weekend like I I went to lunch and I got out the car in the parking lot and these two girls are like hey my leak you know and my friends were experiencing this and so a lot of my friends don't they don't experience this with me and so we were in the car taking them to the airport and they were like does it freak you out or like, do you get annoyed with like people coming up to you and wanting to talk to you? And I was just like, no, um, these people that come up to me, you guys that listen to me, validate me, you give me, you know, I grew up feeling like I had a voice, but nobody listening to it. And you make me feel special by simply listening to me. You know, there are other things that you could be doing with your time. I absolutely know that. But you choose to you choose to be a part of my life. And so if I can just be a part of your life for a second, you know, taking a photo with you, chitty chatting with you about what you're up to when I have time. You know, sometimes I don't have time, but when I do have time, I love to to talk. It does. It's not going to hurt me to spend a couple minutes with you. Um, I feel I feel this relationship um, with you. And so I feel like you guys, every listen, every follow, you guys are bigger, are bigger to me than me trying to like get so-and-so CEO on the phone or getting, you know, you help me get these opportunities. You know, people notice me because you noticed me first. So I'm saying that you can, it's okay to focus on your following. It's okay to focus on, it goes back to my very first thing of 
you know, it's not your job to convince people that something that you're doing is for them. It's your job to find the people who are already liking what you're doing and doing more for them. So that's what I think you should focus on. My last thing as far as rejection is to keep trying. Um, learn how to absorb blows. You're going to have to learn how to, you know, learn how to just how to gracefully take a blow, you know, gracefully take a punch. Uh, somebody punches you just like that. Uh, those little punching bags, you fall over and you just pop right back up because that's going to happen. I hope that rejection in rejection, you also learn to get creative because sometimes something has to happen with or without a person or a company or a sponsor and you have to learn how to get creative and make it happen anyway. Um, and we have found that happening all the time. We have learned how to get really creative and it has just helped us be more agile as a business. Um, use the, use the rejection to reassess. Like maybe you didn't have, maybe your plan, your plan a wasn't the best plan. So reassess your plan. Um, I don't care what you do, please do keep it moving. And so I just want to thank fresh books again for sponsoring these podcasts. You can check out their services. They're free for 30 days at freshbooks.com backslash my taught you. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good one.